This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, Jimmy out along with Matt Humans from VEASAN on the Sports Better's Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network talking some college football. Well done last week, Matt. Indiana plus 11, very competitive uh, at home. Uh, they uh, lose by five against Maryland, covering easy. Nebraska at Purdue, they were in a shootout as well. Mickey Joseph now, after getting blasted by Oklahoma, 3-0 ATS of the last three. They cover Oh, the starting quarterbacks, we talked about this in the past. Mm, they mean way more than the uh, odds adjusted. Um, no uh, no quarterback for NC State, and they don't get to the end zone one time against Syracuse. Syracuse is an easy winner. How about your straight-up winner late night? Bailout special in Hawaii against Nevada. You said wait for BYU to get to plus three. It went the other way, so we laid off of that one, and I was with you as well on your only loser, Wisconsin minus seven. Good week last week, Matt. You know, I love to win that Hawaii game because everybody wants to pick on the, the late Saturday game. And that was the last game going in college football, so it's always good to hit that one. But uh, it's nice to have a good week. I've had a few bad weeks, too, so uh, hopefully got things turned around here in the last couple of weeks. Um, note to sell for later, week zero, when they're forced to watch teams like Nevada and Hawaii and Wyoming and some others could be an overreaction. Uh, say that again. Sorry. So, uh, so when we're watching these teams that we normally aren't so focused on, like Hawaii, oh, g- sure. getting dropped seventy against them by Vanderbilt, uh, <laughs> and certainly they had a lot of turnover. Maybe a spot. Wyoming looked terrible. Uh, some of the overreaction to Week Zero when we're forced to watch those teams a lot closer than we normally do. Well, the thing is, you know, I watch all these West Coast teams a little bit closer too, and uh, Hawaii had started to show improvement the last couple of weeks, and. You know, should have beat San Diego State on the road as a 24-point underdog, and you could just see that team get a little bit better. Nevada seems to be getting a little bit worse. Um, yeah, I mean, there's there are always overreactions uh, to what happened in the first couple weeks because people that that first impression that a team makes sticks with people sometimes for a long time. And as a handicapper, sometimes you have to have a short memory. I, Jimmy, I say that about the NFL all the time. Um, the worst way you can bet the NFL is to uh, react to what you saw most recently. The way I look, I try to look at the NFL as a contrarian, and the teams that look great, let's say in week six, are the teams I'm looking to bet against uh, for the most part in week seven. The teams that look terrible in the week six, you kind of want to bet on in week seven. Now, there are exceptions to every rule, but uh, in the NFL, you definitely have to look at it from a contrarian perspective a little bit more than you do uh, college football. They're two, you know, separate handicaps for sure. Yeah, and I think it's 
you know, to be honest, um, college football, the gaps uh, are wider from team to team. Sure. Uh, it's a, a, a non-salary cap league. Okay, and so uh, so the NFL, I'll take it a step further, Matt. I the games that we're really forced to watch more than just say one of eight in a sports book, the standalone games, Monday night, Sunday night, Thursday night. Uh, whoever looks terrible that week, I'm all on them the following week. And it's a proven. I mean, I can't give you a whole lot of confidence in Denver against the Chargers. I mean, worst coach in the league. I mean, worst, maybe one of the worst offenses in the league. And I'm going to take just four, four and a half uh, at, uh, at L.A. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, it, it pays off. So, no, the recency bias fade, I guess you could say. No, we're, we're on the same page. I think it does apply a little bit more uh, in the NFL. But where it does apply in college is the emotional aspect. And where teams have these tear down the goalpost victories like Tennessee did where they got a rent a win uh, this week. But TCU is one of those teams. And it's over a course of weeks now. The blowout win against a team that has dominated their league and maybe the last time they get them in Fort Worth before they go to the uh, SEC. TCU wins that one. They follow it up in a, a wild game at Lawrence where game day was. And then they come back home and uh, host Oklahoma State and had to come from behind the whole game, down 14 in the fourth. They win it in overtime. You're looking maybe for a little bit of a bounce, emotional hangover as they play Kansas State. Kansas State catching three and a half at Bet Rivers. Yeah, you said it well. I mean, what I'm looking at here with K-State is a team I think has got a lot more gas in the tank this week. K-State's off a bye. And Adrian Martinez has played so much better. He's not turning the ball over like he did at Nebraska. So there are a lot of positives. Chris Kleiman's a heck of a coach, too, and – uh, he's the type of bet on coach that I, I look to back in spots like this. But when I say more gas in the tank, you wonder what TCU's got left. You've, you've had four consecutive big games. The SMU game's a big one for TCU. Followed that up against Oklahoma, Kansas, Oklahoma State, which uh, was an overtime game. And you got to think that the, the situation really favors Kansas State here. I bet this at plus five right when it opened because uh, I knew I was going to be on K-State. I thought the number came a little bit high. Uh, Bet Rivers has got three and a half right now, and that's pretty much the market number. I'll stick with K-State here. I think uh, the Wildcats should be live dogs on the road in this one. All right. And, and any college coach or player has always told me, you cannot be have your A intensity, hey, uh, emo, a, a plus emotion level week in and week out. Right. And just look at Texas. I mean, Texas – it was life or death with Iowa State after they beat uh, Oklahoma 49 to nothing. I mean, so that was obviously a big one for them. So, all right, so here we go. And I've, I try to, you know, sometimes down in the SEC we get uh, uh, accused of elitism and, you know, with this, this league. But I'll say this, it's about who you play. There are so many gaps uh, from 1 to 131 in college football. And you got to look at this Ole Miss run. They're now in the top 10 but who have they played? Their toughest win, their, their best win is Kentucky at home. When Kentucky down three in the fourth quarter, turned it over three straight possessions inside the 25-yard line. Two fumbles by Will Levis inside the 20 on the last two possessions. Uh, Ole Miss is 109 in strength of schedule. They're running the ball a little bit more than they usually are, throwing Jackson Dart. I think it was snap 44 before they uh, threw a straight drop-back pass against uh, uh, last week uh, in their game against Auburn. L- uh, Ole Miss opened up the slight favorite at Bet Rivers. It's been bet to LSU minus one and a half. 
Historian Bruce Marshall cannot find it. We're trying to find a research. The last time an unranked team in October has been ranked over a top 10 team. But Ole Miss, again, we both had over 7.5 in the win total. We expected them to be 7-0 coming to Baton Rouge. Sure. That's where they are. But who have they played? LSU Jaden Daniels is perfect. First six possessions, six touchdowns. He accounted for all of them. Three with his arm, three with his legs. Tigers, one and a half on CBS, 330 Eastern kick. And uh, Ole Miss opened as a one and a half point favorite in this game in Vegas. And uh, I grabbed LSU plus one and a half. I'll still play LSU here. This is the side I like in the game. It's an interesting game for me because just like you, I played Ole Miss over seven and a half wins. Also played LSU over six wins. And LSU is sitting at five and two right now off that big win of Florida. And uh, how great did Jaden Daniels play last week? Who was that quarterback? Like you said, that's the best game I've seen him play in his career. I'm a little bit hesitant to back a guy off what essentially is a perfect game. <laughs> is what Jaden Daniels played in Gainesville. So I don't like that necessarily because you don't think he's going to play at that level maybe two weeks in a row. But I, I do like the fact that um, maybe Brian Kelly and uh, Daniels have, have found – uh, the right rhythm in this offense now. And, you know, Kelly's saying he wants Daniels to get more aggressive and push the ball down the field. And uh, that worked, obviously, against Florida. Hopefully it works against Ole Miss, too. If you look at this Rebels defense, not very impressive what's happened uh, in the past couple weeks against Vandy, against Auburn. They've given up a lot of yards, a lot of points. And, Jimmy, I, I think this Ole Miss offense should be relatively easy to defend. I'm, I'm not saying um, – it's easier said than done, let's put it this way, but you kind of know what El- what Ole Miss is going to do offensively. It's just can you stop it. I don't think there's a lot of mystery to what Mississippi's running offensively, and uh, I-, I think LSU's got the defensive personnel to slow down uh, this Ole Miss offense. So I kind of like it. I think the arrow is pointing back up on LSU. A lot of people overreacted to that blowout loss at home to Tennessee, but maybe that turns out to be a good thing for Brian Kelly's team. Well, you know, Ole Miss will have to earn it, okay? I yeah. mean, the non-conference schedule is pretty cupcake. Troy, Central Arkansas, Georgia Tech, and Tulsa. <laughs> but you play in the SEC West, it's right. going to be a tough road. Now, they had the advantage also of one of their two Eastern Division games against Vanderbilt. So, you know, the yeah. playing Kentucky and Vandy is a lot easier than playing Tennessee-Georgia. Um, and uh, on that side. So the thing about it is they will have to earn it the rest of the way at LSU, at A&M, Bama, at Arkansas, and Mississippi State. So all five are going to be tough games uh, the rest of the way. So hopefully we can yeah, get that uh, get that win against A&M. Let's uh, hope for LSU to win yeah. against Ole Miss this week. And Jaden Daniels did play perfect. So, you know, Matt, the team I know the most, I know the least about because I would have never bet on that. He showed no signs of that whatsoever. And anybody tells you that they did, uh, they're lying. Let's get back to the Big Ten and Wisconsin and Purdue. She won loser last week uh, was Wisconsin, even in a loss against Michigan State. They had a rough, rough interference penalty on fourth down uh, when the game was tied that would have given them the ball, uh, an interference penalty that resulted in a touchdown uh, for Michigan State to go up seven late in the game. Uh, they do throw the ball, and they are throwing it around. The passing game seems to have more life. Uh, so Wisconsin now comes back at home at two and a half over Purdue. Yeah, this uh, this line opened one and a half in Vegas, too. And I know it's two and a half now at Bet Rivers, but I still think anything less than three is uh, something you can lay here. 
and it's a series trend as much as anything for me. I've watched these teams play for uh, several years now. Purdue has not beat Wisconsin straight up since 2003, believe it or not. This has been a one-sided series in the Big Ten West. It's been all Wisconsin. Now, this is obviously Purdue's best shot to get the Badgers, but they still have to go to Madison and do it. And Purdue's played two of the last three on the road, at Minnesota, at Maryland, came home, played the shootout game against Nebraska, 43-37. What I saw in the second half of that game was a defense that looks pretty tired. I think uh, Purdue's defense is worn down. Um, now, I will say this, Purdue's offense was on the field, I think, for 101 plays in that game. And um, that's the reason they rolled up such big advantages and first downs and, and yardage and uh, put up 43 points. But that's a bad Nebraska defense. This is a very, still a very good Wisconsin defense. And also, the Badgers got that one-week bump I think from the coaching change, Paul Chris got fired. Jim Leonard takes over. Badgers go to Northwestern and blow out the Purple Cats. Um, maybe a little bit flat at Michigan State last week. I do have to give the Spartans some credit. I thought they played well. It was the first time we've seen the Spartans really play with a spark here in the, in the last month. So uh, I'm not going to downgrade Wisconsin too much for uh, that loss on the road. I still think this situation sets up much better. I, I don't trust Graham Mertz at the quarterback position necessarily. Uh, Purdue's definitely got the better quarterback here in Aiden O'Connell, who really doesn't make mistakes. But he's going to be facing the best defense uh, I think he's faced all season here. And it's going to be on the road and a supercharged environment, a place where Purdue just doesn't win. Purdue hasn't won here in 20 years. So uh, I'll wait less than a field goal with the Badgers. And I think uh, Jim Leonard is going to get these guys – up. They're going to be playing hard every week because Jimmy, like we talked about, he's auditioning for that full-time head coaching job yeah. at Madison. So these guys are going to play hard every week for him. He's the most interim of anybody. And I think part of it, uh, making the move on Christ was to try and secure him from uh, having interest in sure. uh, at Nebraska uh, in Lincoln. Yep. So they think highly of him. Uh, we'll see. But at some point, Matt, he's got to win enough games, too, to sell to your fan base. What is the magic number for him to to rip the interim tag off? Uh, I don't know, but I think he can't afford to lose more than like two games the rest of the way. You know, let's put it that way. He's, he's got to win a majority of them, but the Big Ten West is not that tough. So Illinois is running away with it. Well, Illinois and Purdue are tied at the top, and they play in a couple weeks in Champaign. I think they're both 3-1 and one maybe in the Big Tens, mm-hmm. uh, but those teams are not that strong. That's a – it's – Whoever wins the Big Ten West is going to be a sacrificial lamb against Ohio State in the conference championship game. The Buckeyes are going to be favored by 20-something in that game. Yeah, I I would put it around uh, 28 um, in that one. But if you look at Illinois' schedule, and give Illinois credit, okay? Bielema, I mean, that's a hell of a job. Um, They're going to win nine or ten games. Uh, this year it's unreal and they blew the doors off the poor the, once the boat uh, got a leak I mean PJ Fleck is not real good in games he's uh, down at half but Matt they all gained about over 300 yards that 26 to 14 uh, score it, it was worse two a couple scores Michigan was worse than that score was for a big part of the game over Penn State and also uh, um, Illinois against uh, Penn State I would talk about there were six teams uh, that are in, and, and I look at yards per play offense and defense to try and look at the numbers and compare teams statistically as opposed to the more outdated total offense and total defense because teams play at different pace. Um, six teams are in both the top 20 in yards per play offense and yards per play defense. UCLA, 
of all teams is one of those. But UCLA and Ole Miss have similar resumes. They're, they're really good. They're undefeated. They're in the top, top 10, but both triple digits uh, in strength of schedule. UCLA exactly 100 uh, in strength of schedule. They go to Oregon. Oregon is six and a half at Bet Rivers over the undefeated Bruins. Yeah, I was going to wait to see if this number goes to seven. I mean, obviously, it's six and a half. There's no urgency to go ahead and take the points. So you can kind of sit back here a little bit and see if you can grab seven with the Bruins at some point. Um, but I am going to play the UCLA side. I'm a little bit concerned that UCLA is going to be a square dog or a public dog in this game, but I'm going to go ahead and play it. Chip Kelly has yet to beat Oregon since he has been at UCLA. I thought he should have won last year's game at the Rose Bowl, let it get away. Uh, the one thing about the Bruins, they played a cupcake non-conference schedule. But the South Alabama win's not bad. Uh, you know, that's, no. a, that's a decent football team. A lot of people were laughing about that. That's not something to laugh about. And then the Bruins actually essentially blew out Washington and uh, blew out Utah. Let's face it, they were up yeah. 42-25 on Utah late in that game. That was a 17-point game before Utah got a garbage touchdown at the very end. So uh, I think you have to give the Bruins full credit for what they've done in the, the past uh, couple Pac-12 games, they're off a bye, but both teams are off a bye here. Uh, Oregon has been better than I expected. Uh, let's put it this way. Bo Nix, kind of like Adrian Martinez, uh, has uh, cut down on the mistakes. He's been cleaner at the quarterback position since he's been uh, with the new coaching staff at Oregon. Uh, not saying he's a superstar or anything, but I, I, I do think Dorian Thompson-Robinson is definitely the better quarterback in this matchup. I love this UCLA offense. The Ducks have impressed me because uh, they blew out BYU. They went to Arizona and uh, blew out the Wildcats in Tucson. I think they've really uh, turned things around big time since that loss to Georgia in the season opener, which uh, they never should have scheduled, obviously. But uh, I think Dan Lanning's proven to be a pretty good coach so far. Uh, these teams, I made this number three and a half, so I, and I thought it might come a little bit higher. And like I said, I'd love to grab seven here, but – um, I think UCLA's offense is going to keep uh, it in the game and uh, give the Bruins a chance to win here in the fourth quarter. Chip Kelly has played Oregon tough. He just hadn't got, doesn't have a win yet since he's been at UCLA, but I think he's got a good shot to get one here. So I'm not crazy about being on what might be a square dog, but I'm going to go ahead and play the Bruins anyway. Don't you think, um, Matt, that – and here we go. It's uh, – well, well, Oregon is uh, is certainly ranked, so it's not an unranked team, but it's a top-10 team that's getting six-and-a-half points. I think both of these quarterbacks are very similar in their career path. My historian, Thompson Robinson, has stuck, uh, you know, in uh, at Westwood at UCLA his entire career, and Bo Nix has moved on. But both have a ton of starts under their belt, sure. unusually high uh, career starts in uh, in college football. And both are playing better uh, this year. I mean, that's a tough assignment uh, right from jump. And listen, Bo Nix did not play well. He had two first ha first quarter, first down interceptions against that tough Georgia defense. Right, uh, right. But both minus that game, both of these guys are a lot more efficient, um, still putting up yards per play, but reducing the amount of uh, disastrous uh, negative plays, disastrous turnovers, I guess you could say. You know, and you can look at the season-long stats for UCLA, but I would I would toss out everything but the last two Pac-12 games. You know, sometimes these uh, college football stats, when teams play a cupcake non-conference right. schedule, 
I just throw out those first four games. But look at the look at all the numbers against Washington and, and against Utah. And I realize those are home games in Pasadena, but still, I think this UCLA offense is going to travel. Dorian Thompson Robinson has, I think, forty two career starts. That's insane, <laughs> you know, with uh, Chip Kelly as his coach. So if uh, if Kelly's going to beat Oregon, I think. Uh, he's got a great shot right now with uh, this veteran quarterback, Zach Charbonnet, a running back, Jake Bobo, the transfer wide receiver from Duke. This is a, a really efficient offense uh, right now. And the UCLA defense, I think, has improved too. I said for uh, three years that Chip Kelly, one of his biggest mistakes was he kept Jerry Azanero, who's a dinosaur, as his defensive coordinator. And now that he's changed coordinators this season, you're seeing a better Bruins defense too. All right, uh, so Matt, 4-1 uh, and one last week, a very good four week. 4-2, I, I think, last week, right? 4-2. and two. Had the Penn State loss, too, right? Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's right. 4-2 okay. and two, uh, last week. I'm just I'm trying to cook the books for you, Matt. You know, it's not like a dip. Kansas State plus 3.5 against TCU. All these numbers uh, um, updated at Pet Rivers. Uh, LSU minus one and a half against Ole Miss. Ole Miss in that 109 strength of schedule, about to uh, ramp it up. And we knew that uh, coming in. It's a backloaded schedule, really un- un- unbalanced schedule. Wisconsin two and a half at home against Purdue. The Jim Leonard audition continues. That's a key game uh, for him. What trophy y'all playing for in that one, huh? There's no trophy. It's it's for the Big Ten West title, Jimmy. The prestigious Big Ten West. No, no axe. No, I mean, you know, no, 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 no pig. No, you know, <laughs> none of that stuff. Wisconsin and Purdue in that one, and then Bruins, Bruins, UCLA plus a six and a half. From at Humans of Easton, I'm Jimmy Ott on Sports Betters Paradise on the Bet Rivers Network.